Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we're going to talk with Nate Hawkins from Heritage Hills, talk some basketball. Also talk more about the Colts and the Raiders and more about college basketball. Right now, though, he's the star of our show because he's really good at what he does. It's Network Indiana's Nathaniel Finch. Nathaniel Finch from our downtown Indianapolis studios. Elijah Roberson keeping us on the air tonight. We got plenty of basketball to talk about, a little bit of Colts here as well. Let's start with the big game happening. It actually did happen just a few blocks away from our Monument Circle studios at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. The first of two games at Gainbridge tonight. I'll tell you about the second here in a little bit. But first, the Indiana Pacers, 140 to 126 winners over the New York Knicks at home. Big time win for the Pacers. And how about this? Tyrese Halliburton, 22 points, 23 assists. Just the third player in league history to have two straight games with 20 or more points, 20 or more assists. He did that. Thursday night in Chicago in a win. Pacers have now won three straight. Feeling good. 28 points for Miles Turner. He hit six of his eight from downtown. Aaron E. Smith, 25 points in his regard. And off the bench, Benedict Matherin had 20 for the blue and gold. Looking at the Colts for tomorrow. They're hosting Las Vegas at 1 o'clock. They are in a three-way tie for the division. The Jags hold the tiebreaker. They will play the 2-13 and 13 Panthers also at 1 o'clock. The Texans, that third team, they'll host the Titans at 5-10. and 10. That game goes on at 1 o'clock as well. So as you are watching the Colts, keep an eye on the Texans and Jaguars scores. Colts also in a four-way tie for the seventh seed. They need just to win these next two games. They'll be feeling good. As far as some scores from around Division I basketball, Notre Dame 76-54 to winners over the University of Virginia. A big-time win for the Fighting Irish up in South Bend. Michigan State, they hosted Indiana State. Sycamores fought hard, but they ended up losing 87-75. to Looking at some bowl games today, and that's right final couple days here of college football that we're going to have got to take advantage of it number six georgia played against number five ranked florida state in the orange bowl georgia won 63 to three that was the final Ole miss 11th ranked the uh, Ole miss team 38 25 winners over 10th ranked penn state maryland 31 auburn 13 and then the final bowl game today, there were four. It was Wyoming, 16-15, a tight win over Toledo. Some small college basketball scores. Marion, 79, Rio Grande, 54. Now Marion, 39 straight non-conference wins. That's the most across every division. Purdue right behind them at 35 in their win yesterday. Manchester, 68, Franklin, 65. Wabash fell 72-64 to against Washington University of St. Louis. Number 9th ranked Indiana Wesleyan, 93-65. to They blew out Rochester. Anderson, 75. Rose Holman, 61. Bethel defeated IU East, 87-67. to Huntington wins 112-72 over Columet of St. Joseph's. Taylor fell 77-65 to against West Virginia University Tech. 
Goshen still looking for their first win of the season. They lost 85-61 to at Judson University earlier this afternoon. And the game going on at Gainbridge Fieldhouse right now. They had to wait for the Pacers game to end. They tipped off not too long ago. That's Grace College, the number one team in NAIA. They are hosting Alice Lloyd at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. 11-2 is that score. Grace with a nice early lead. Some quick high school hoop scores in the Hall of Fame Classic up in Newcastle. Attics wins the whole tournament. They defeat Brownston Central 76-51. to They got there with a the win over Kokomo. Brownston Central beat Brownsburg. In the third place game, Kokomo defeated Brownsburg. 87-58 was that final score to determine the third place winner. In the Ray Fernie Holiday Classic up in Lawrenceburg, Newport out of Kentucky, they won the championship 79-54, the win over Fort Wayne Blackhawk. Whiteland wins third place 65-59 over Guerin. New Powell gets fifth place 91-48 over Pike Central. Bethesda 70, West Morgan from Alabama 46. Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. A lot of basketball coming up here. Chris Hawkins, the head coach at Indianapolis Crispus Attics, joins us. They win the Hall of Fame Classic today in impressive fashion. Coach Hawkins, thank you so much for the call, and congratulations to you and the Tigers on an impressive day in Newcastle. Thank you, thank you. Played uh, two tough teams today, Kokomo with Flory, um, and then Brownstown. I know they were out without Jack, but they still have a great supporting cast. Coach Bennett does a great job uh, with their group. Kids really played well um, today and, uh, you know, really put together a big third quarter to kind of stretch the lead against uh, Brownstown, um, and we were able to go ahead and win the whole thing. So what did you do? Did you change something, or did your kids just come out and play better in that third quarter? Man, third quarter against Brownstown, just really wanted to just ramp up the pressure. Uh, you know, they, they were playing a limited number of guys, and I think we were just able to get out, get steals, and just play in transition and kind of just you know, wore them down. A lot of those were some live ball turnovers, and, you know, you just keep getting those, and then we made some threes also to kind of play like a – matchup or more of a boxing one, diving in one on, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Ron Rutland. And so, uh, you know, we were patient and kids stepped up and made shots. And, uh, you know, it was a great, great team win um, tonight. You know what? The impressive thing about your team was you beat two really good teams today. Okay. And um, you know, I'm a fan of yours. You understand that, but you've got a great inside out combination on, on your team. You are, you are a tough matchup when you play people right now. Yeah. I think, you know, the first game Briscoe, um, you know, really played well against Floyd and then, uh, you know, Chris Hurt, Ron Rutland were able to make some shots um, we made a change in the starting lineup where we put Demetrius Jenkins in, a senior, senior kid, and um, you know he battled all day. You know, Flory have another like six seven big, and you know Meechie's only six three, but um, he played played his heart out. And then uh, we kind of switched uh, Briscoe off of the Kobe Hall kid. He still had a double double, but we were just able to defensively just be you know cause a little bit more havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, mm-hmm. our kids just trusted the system. You know, with Flory, we played a 2-3, two, 2-2-1 two, two, press, kind of just keep them off. I think, you know, a lot of the times 
I don't like playing zone defenses or, or pressing, but I just thought this, you know, in this game, uh, it would be best if we just kind of two three, so Floyd would be able to mm-hmm. get individual looks and then kind of see if their guards could beat us. It's great coaching because I'm not so sure you want to slug it out at half court with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to try nah, to nah. try to change things up as much as you can because if it's if it's five on five at half court, uh, you got problems. Yeah, I mean he'll get you sealed and, and you know it's a drop step and he's ducking it or or laying it in. So like I said our kids, uh, you know, fall hard and, and and play well. And like I said, just stuck to the. Uh, to the game plan. So just really excited, really glad for our team, um, our district, um, and just, you know, just everybody that, that, that put everything together from, you know, our trainer, uh, just making sure everybody was ready to go sure. uh, to our to our bookkeeper. Um, and then, like I said, to our assistant coaching staff that, you know, put everything together. And then, like I said, all of our kids were able to step up when their number was called. Um, and like I said, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a big, big uh, opportunity. Thankful for the Hall of Fame for having us. Um, and like I said, for our kids to be able to win that, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that they can talk with their kids, you know, talk about just, hey, sure. we were able to play in sure. the tournament and we were able to win it. So um, just, just really happy. What was their reaction when they walked into that arena the first time? Oh, man, it was, it was full. Uh, it was a lot of red and blue. So felt like it was Kokomo's home game uh, for that uh, 11 a.m. game. So, uh, like I said, it gives you it gives you kind of you know a regional semi-state kind of feel. So sure, um, you know you know you put that in the back of your mind and kind of just say, hey, you know we've been in this situation later on. So um, you know uh, we got you know a couple of days off, and then like I said, we got a, a tough Gary. 21st century team coming down here and then uh, we got the city tournament uh, after that so uh, you know uh, got to get this one enjoy it and then uh, like I said get to this third part of the season that's coming up Hall of Fame Classic goes to Indianapolis Crispus Attics. They beat Kokomo in the morning, 69-59. The championship game beat Brownstown Central, 76-51. Chris Hawkins, always great to talk to you. Congratulations again, and best of luck next time. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for calling me. Coming up, scoreboard update, and we're going to talk to Nate Hawkins, talking about the uh, Perry Spencer Tournament. And another great day that they had. Plus, Coach Kirk Manns from Seymour. It's like a who's who. And we're also going to talk a little bit of um, Lawrence North basketball. Carrie from uh, indianasports.com will join us. Much more basketball to come after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Nathaniel Finch with you here, and for a quick moment, we're going to cater to our stations up in northern Indiana. Let's be Detroit fans for a second. First, Cade Cunningham and the Detroit Pistons win their first game on their last 29 tries, 129-127, the win over the Toronto Raptors. Congratulations to Detroit. They win their third game, or rather their second game of the season. Cade Cunningham, 30 points. Jaden Ivey, one of six Pistons in double figures today. 
and Detroit snaps the NBA's longest losing streak of 28 games. Meanwhile, the Lions, they just scored a touchdown with 23 seconds left. Then they went for two, so it's 20-19. to Cowboys with the lead. However, the successful big man touchdown to Taylor Decker, he did not report as an eligible receiver. That's a penalty. Still awaiting the finale of that game in Dallas. The Lions down by a penny with 23 seconds to go in that contest. As far as the Colts, they got a big game tomorrow at 1 o'clock against the Las Vegas Raiders. It is a huge one. You heard Coach Lovell talk about it. Big time one for the Colts if they want to, one, win the division, or two, just make the playoffs entirely currently tied in a four-way tie for the AFC's seventh seed. And Zaire Franklin, team star linebacker, had this to say. Don't let 10 months of hard work go to waste in two weeks. You know what I mean? So um, that's just something that I've just been sticking with. And um, we know who we are. We trust in our training. We trust in our preparation. We just got to let all that show on Sundays. They need to let all of that show on Sunday of this week and Sunday of next week to make the playoffs and win the division. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. One of the cool things about this time of year is you get a lot of tournament action, and we've talked, obviously, about um, the Hall of Fame Classic down in the southwestern part of the state. You have the Perry Spencer Tournament, which is always a great one. Heritage Hills, Nate Hawkins joins me. Coach, you guys had a great run in this tournament and we talked last night about how well you played, but it looks to me like uh, tonight you, you may have played even better. You beat the Corridon Central to win it, 65-31, locked them up defensively, and uh, walk away with a championship. Well, uh, Bob, you know, you're right. I mean, we talked about this last night, and uh, uh, just this team just continuing every, each and every night going out and, and just getting better. And uh, uh, tonight was about as good – as we've been on the defensive end, and, and that's something that uh, we take a lot of pride in here at Heritage Hills. And, um, and I, we, we shut them out in the second quarter, uh, outscored them 19 to nothing in the second mm. quarter, going to the locker room up 36 to nine. Um, as I told our kids, uh, going to win a lot of basketball games when when, when you are uh, locked in like that, and uh, um, I just I felt like that's something that uh, has continued to get better. Uh, but uh, but it was on full display tonight. Uh, just all five guys were connected on that end of the floor, and and uh, we started out. We uh, we we picked them up in a one-two-two press. Uh, kind of got the game a, a little bit sped up, like we like it. And then uh, and then we just uh, in that second quarter, it was, it was basically just get down and get in a stance and uh, and guard them man-to-man half court, and we turned them over, and uh, we just got some really good things in transition, and uh, I, it was just. Uh, it was really impressive, Bob, and uh, you know I'm just uh, I'm just proud of their efforts. Well, you know what? You, obviously, you get a lot of attention because of Trent Sicily and, and uh, Coach Izzo's in the house tonight, and and he handles it well. He just stayed within yeah. himself. Was it, didn't uh, try to force, didn't try to create, involved his teammates. That's why you're winning. That's one of the large reasons why, one of the big reasons why you're winning so many games is to have your leader play that way on that stage. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and uh, you know, I, and we've talked a lot about Trent, Coach, and 
and uh, you know he's special talent and and all of that. But uh, you know again tonight he, he goes out, he gets 16 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, three blocks. I mean he just stuffs the statue. He just uh, he's so committed to making his basketball teammates better um, and, and winning. And uh, you know there's just a lot that goes uh, goes with that and, and to be said about that and the the leadership uh, that he's shown over the course of this season. Uh, he's just he just continuing to grow and uh, and I think that's why so many uh, high level um, coaches are, are in the scene right. and, and want him. They they just they see it they know it and and his efforts was just tremendous and I challenged him on the defensive end of the floor tonight. Um, he held his guy who was their leading scorer to seven points. Um, so I mean it's just it's all clicking and uh, and it was just good to see him. We had four guys in double figures uh, tonight, Coach, and uh, um, mm-hmm. you know we're just uh, we're just uh, you know just coming along uh, the the way that we we had hoped we were. And um, you know we've got a tough stretch coming up. Our next three are on the road in our in our conference, uh, which are mm-hmm. not going to be easy. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, but the way the schedule has been laid out from day one with these guys was it was not going to be easy. Um, but um, uh, we're just we're going to enjoy this uh, this championship. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get back to work because we know uh, we've got a big game at Gibson Southern on Friday night. The uh, Perry Spencer tournament goes to Heritage Hills. They be court in Central 65-31 to win it. Nate Hawkins, thank you so much. Have a happy new year. Yeah, you do the same, Coach. Have a happy new year, and uh, appreciate you having me on again. I appreciate it, and thanks for joining me. Martinsville with a great win today. Excuse me. Seymour, I take that back. Coach Manns, I apologize in advance. My goodness, I've I've blown the setup. Seymour with a big win over Martinsville today, 43-30. to 30. Coach, thanks for the call. Pardon my uh, ineptitude there. What a great effort for you and your kids tonight, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, it was. That's okay. It's probably been a long night for you, so it's kind of running together, no. I would imagine. <laughs> no. Well, I, I could play the age card, but I won't do it. I, I, I rely on that too much nowadays, it seems like. Uh, but, you, again, you guys, you you hang your hat uh, defensively as part of your overall philosophy, and tonight uh, it worked awfully, awfully well. I was listening to Coach Hawkins talking about how to speed the game up, and we're totally against that here in Seymour. And, uh, so we yeah. we were able we were able to bring it to 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 a pretty good standstill tonight. We were good defensively tonight, and uh, you know by the end of the third quarter we were able to build a 15, 16 point lead, and then we were able to be very deliberate in the fourth quarter and shot a lot of free throws and hit a high percentage, and you know got back on the bus and. And uh, there's no direct route between Martinsville and Seymour. And, uh, <laughs> so you, you know, you gotta you gotta be careful. Have a garbage can close to you. But uh, we were, we were able to do that tonight, and we got some good good scoring tonight. Some uh, Jalen Johnson has been carrying us offensively. He's had some really uh-huh. big nights. He had a he had a big night in our overtime loss on Wednesday, and so did Ethan Silcox and uh, at New Albany on Wednesday. We weren't able to pull that out, but we got double figures tonight from. Uh, Three of our guards, Brady Harp had a dozen, Brett Perry had a dozen, and Michael Brooks did too. We got some really good play from Parker Thompson as well, uh, another ball handler that we were able to play a lot tonight. And we got some good minutes from a sophomore um, 
have an answer uh, tonight as well. So it was a good, uh, it's been a good uh, Christmas break for us. We played two games last week. We didn't play in a tournament and Mm -hmm. uh, powered through it and played two more games this week. And so uh, looking forward to 2024 and uh, we've got a little bit of momentum, just hoping that we'll be able to keep it going. I would think uh, I think you got to feel really, really good about where you are uh, in terms of the progress they're making against some good basketball teams. Yeah, you know we we have played some good basketball teams and then we've lost to some good basketball teams in in December. But uh, I feel really good where we're at. They're a group. They 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 enjoy being around each other. Uh, they're an unselfish group, and uh, it's always fun to to coach teams that that are like that. That that's for sure. New Year starts off perfectly for you. Seymour over Martinsville tonight. Great win for uh, the Owls. Kirk Manns, thank you so much for the call. Have a great New Year, and I appreciate you calling me. Yeah, you too, Coach. Happy New Year. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, Gary McGinnis joins me from uh, indianasports.com. Uh, Gary, thanks so much for the call. You have a uh, Lawrence North, 71-39 girls basketball win. What an impressive night for Lawrence North. Yeah, it really was, Bob. And I'll tell you, Coach Stu Thomas, he's always stressed defense. And I can tell you, it worked to a key tonight. They suffered, uh, they smothered, I should say, Eastern Hancock. Uh, Eastern Hancock didn't attempt a free throw until the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, that defense was very swarming. And that, that full court trap pretty much the whole night really shut down Eastern Hancock. All right, so tell me who plays well for Lawrence North in the win. Well, Lawrence North was a very balanced attack tonight. They had 10 players uh, reach the scoreboard, three of them uh, double figures. The leading scorer was Kia Hurt with 14. Uh, Nadja Winston had an 11, and uh, Jemiah Thomas chipped in a 10. So those are the three top scorers for Lawrence North. And, uh, again, 10 players got on the scoreboard for them tonight. Lawrence North, 71-39 winners over Eastern Hancock tonight. Gary McGinnis from IndianaHighSchoolSports.com on the call. Gary, thank you so much. Have a happy new year. You too, Bob, and thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to spend more time talking about basketball. We're going to talk a little bit about Indiana State's matchup with um, Michigan State earlier today. Sycamores lose that one. Congratulations to Notre Dame on an impressive win over Virginia uh, this afternoon. Big ACC matchup and more high school basketball to talk about. Pacers with another impressive win. You heard our conversation with Jeremiah Johnson. And, yes, there's a football game tomorrow in Indianapolis. Scoreboard update coming up with Nathaniel Finch. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Nathaniel Finch from our network Indiana Studios on Monument Circle, downtown Indianapolis, earlier this week. Meanwhile, the Colts have a big game tomorrow. They got good news earlier in the week. Hall of Fame finalists Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney. This is Freeney's second time being a finalist. Wayne's fifth. They will announce the actual Hall of Fame inductees on February 8th. NFL honored the night before the Super Bowl. But... 
Here's what Reggie Wayne had to say on what would happen if he eventually makes it. And of course, this is his fifth time being named a finalist. Oh, it's going to be a party. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be fun times. That's why I keep telling everybody. It's like, man, you, this your year, you'll get in. I say, look, you'll know when I get in. It'll be a party. And if I'm still coaching, you can best believe I'm going to be absent for a little while. <laughs> Early in his second year as the wide receivers coach in Indianapolis, he spent 14 years with the horseshoe, ranked 10th all time in NFL history in both receptions and receiving yards. He had 82 touchdowns in his career as well. As far as Freedy goes, 11 seasons with Indy. He uh, was there from 2002 to 2012. Both of these gentlemen, they were part of the Super Bowl 41 team with Peyton Manning against the Bears in 06. And, of course, another former Colt, Andre Johnson, spent most of his career in Houston, did play one year with Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, and he was also named a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We will see on February 8th if any of these three gentlemen add to the list of Colts in the NFL's Hall of Fame Next up, I'll tell you about the Pacers game and give you some high school scores. I'm Nathaniel Finch with Network Indiana Sports. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Hey, Nathaniel Finch, do you have any info? Tell me, do you have more info on the Michigan State-Indiana State game? Do you have some info on that game? What would you like? What, what, what all would you like from that tell game? Me. So I, I'd, I'd like to know how the Sycamore – I mean, the Sycamores lost it uh, 87-75. Was it close at various times? Do we know that? It definitely was. And Indiana State, impressive to them, held their own for the most part. But eventually Malik Hall, Michigan State, they just kind of fueled a late run. That's what ended up getting them the win. But, I mean, kudos. Again, you're going up to East Lansing. Yeah. You're playing a yeah. tough Big Ten team. The Sycamores, they, they held their own today. Well, good for them. So Sycamores, uh, it's only their second loss, and now they'll get back into um, Valley action coming up. So uh, Pacers with a win. Everybody's happy. Colts start at 1 o'clock. What's the – not that I necessarily wager on sporting events. All the years I spent in the business, it's it's you're not allowed to when you're in a conference office or on a campus. They frown on that activity. So – I've never paid much attention to that, but what? Who is favored? What's how are the how much are the Colts favored in this game with the Raiders? Three and a half points. They are favored at home, and I, I think it's a good number. I personally think the Colts should have a good chance at winning that one, but it's it's between three and four points. And so the math is win both, and you're more than likely in. Is that it? There is a small scenario where you can win both and still miss out, but. The best you can do. I mean, you win both. It's a pretty high percentage chance, high 90s. So, and if you, you know, based, they're a hard team to figure sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I think everybody understands that. And, and quite frankly, um, that's not surprising with the parity that seems to be apparent in the NFL. Um, and I always try to remind people, even though they never understand it, it's hard to win. Um, just having spent 20 plus years coaching college basketball, you think it's easy? Get your own job and tell me how you did. It's not easy to do. Uh, as you climb the ladder, it gets more and more difficult because people are really good and you're coaching against people who really know what they're doing. And so, 
Uh, it's not easy to win, and it's not surprising to me that having to see them play well and then stumble. That's that's the nature of the game, and there are very few seasons and very few sports in which you win every game. And historically, what happens is you're going to win some you shouldn't and lose some you shouldn't. It, that just happens, and you know my experience is it happens all the time. I mean, and quite can... frankly, that's. That's kind of how these guys are. You can look up the Colts' schedule up and down, and like you said, they got a win in overtime in Baltimore, and then a loss even as much as last week yeah. in yeah. Atlanta. Like you're right, games that they should have won, they don't win, or they get blown out. Even again, again in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. games that they mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have won, they've been in right to the end where they won. So you know, it's it's just been a uh, interesting year here for the Colts, and more so. They're under 500 at home, Coach. Their next two games, both at Lucas Oil yeah, Stadium, they're only why three and that? four this year at home, and it, just don't really understand why. Well, yeah, I don't either. Uh, but w- what are the possible theories? I think number one, you have to understand, you know, professional football arenas are they're big. So, you know, one of the reasons why basketball um, home team wins 75 over 70 percent of the time, especially in conference play. Because of the, uh, uh, yeah, I saw a study one year that, that kind of explains this. So you sit down, and, and this was an interesting study done by a group of people to try to figure out why home teams win. And they started out with that premise is that there are reasons why home team wins, familiarity, uh, your routine, those kinds of things. And so they when they took a look at kids taking SAT tests, and they started out with if the further away from your home and your school that you took an SAT test, would uh, your, your scores would, uh, would go down. So if you were at your high school taking the SAT, you did better than you would have done 15 miles away at another school. How about that? And it goes, yeah. Well, it goes back to the whole idea of familiarity with where you are and your environment, and you're in your own routine. You're sleeping in your own bed. You're doing these kinds of things. There's a reason why teams win at home, especially in basketball. I tend to think that when you play in these big mega arenas in in football, you take the crowd elements loud. I understand all that, but uh, people aren't on top of you like they are. In in basketball and then the other part of it is uh, referees are have an influence at every level in every sport and some are better than others and um, I just think that um, you know the referees are as they're, they're less affected in football than they are during basketball so plenty of reasons plenty of theories as to why the other part of it is though it's unmistakable especially in in basketball home teams are going to win more than the uh, than than the opponents are the traveling teams. It's just it's, it's undeniable. And um, but I, I really I have trouble understanding why they're struggling at home. I'm sure they wonder about it themselves. And so yeah, you're thinking they're in a great spot, but they haven't necessarily played at home. They have two more left at home. Part of it too. One of their losses, they lost it overtime against Los Angeles against the Rams. The other one, mm-hmm. it was a one point loss against Cleveland at home, where you, you remember a couple blown calls from the referees. So, right, you know, two games where they win those a little bit goes their way at the end of the game, and we're changing a different tune. We're saying they're unstoppable at home. So, it, it is kind of fickle how some of this goes, but it's it's interesting that they're three and four at home this year. I'd have everybody go back and think about, you know, at the beginning of the season, how many did you think they'd win? I was a little more optimistic. I was thinking around seven or eight. They've definitely exceeded that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they've exceeded most people's expectations. And 
without their number four draft pick, uh, their their franchise quarterback. And say what you want to uh, about Gardner Minshew, he's done an admirable job at quarterback. They'd be in a mess without him, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, and it's you know goes to that old Charlie Cassery. Casterly reference your number one most important position obviously your starting quarterback but number two is your backup quarterback and Minshew and so many other guys around the league have really proved that this year and coach here's another thing for you for this game against Las Vegas they got blown out in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago that was on December 10th the next week at home won 30 to 13 blew out Pittsburgh Obviously, just lost one in Atlanta. Something Coach Shane right. Steichen talked about was, hey, we've we've had these games where we kind of fall asleep. Next game, we come out firing. So I'd expect maybe a little bit more closer to that Pittsburgh game than maybe these other ones that they've lost of late. Uh, and I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch because, you know, sometimes when you're watching regular season games, um, they all matter. I understand that, but but there's a tremendous sense of urgency for this game and obviously next week's game, and which just heightens the experience. I think for everybody involved. And you know, you talk about that sense of urgency against Pittsburgh. That's one of the teams that was tied with them. For the seventh seed, that was a quote-unquote, you're going to hate me for saying this, a must-win game where they, they have to own that tiebreaker <laughs> over Pittsburgh right, after right. just getting blown out. Atlanta, it's kind of okay that they lost that game because they didn't slip in the playoffs. They still hold the seventh right. seed. But these next two, the sense of urgency feels a lot more closer to that Pittsburgh game than it did the Atlanta game, and I think there's something to that. All right, Nathaniel, we got one more scoreboard update, right? Oh, yeah. You got that? Coming up, how many minutes is that? How many? Five minutes. How far away are from five minutes away from that? So it's been uh, one of those relatively slow nights in terms of high school sports and college. So, you know, college uh, finals, uh, the break, all that stuff, not a lot of games, uh, just a situation uh, like that. David Deaton joins me from WK. Uh, David, hang in there. We're going to come to you after this scoreboard update, but we will talk with David Deaton from WKLO talking about some high school basketball. And a reminder, don't forget to join us next week. We're going to be back into more of a regular mode of high school sports. Uh, go to our website at IND, excuse me, go to our X page at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST pictures. Uh, videos, scores, whatever whatever you have. We have. One more scoreboard update with Nathaniel Finch, and then after that we'll talk with David Deaton from WKLO on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Nathaniel Finch with you one final time this evening from Monument Circle in downtown Indianapolis. We'll start with the Pacers. They win 140 to 126 over the New York Knicks. Tyrese Halliburton, just the third player in league history with 20-plus assists, 20-plus points, back-to-back nights. He joins John Stockton and Magic Johnson as just the third player ever to have a 2020 game in back-to-back Games. He did it against Chicago on Thursday night and again against the Knicks tonight in the 140 to 126 win. The Colts play tomorrow at 1 o'clock. They will host the Las Vegas Raiders. 8 and 7 are the Colts in a three way tie for the division, so you're going to want to pay attention to the Texans. They host the 5 and 10 Titans at 1 o'clock, and the Jaguars without Trevor Lawrence will host the 2 and 13 Panthers. 
That game at 1 o'clock as well. So as you're watching the Colts game flip and take a look at the other two scores. Notre Dame winners 76-54 to in South Bend over Virginia. A great Cavaliers squad. Michigan State took out Indiana State. 87-75 was that score. The Sycamores held their own. Michigan State gets the 12-point win. As far as the bowl games, Georgia, the sixth-ranked team in the nation, defeats number 5 Florida State 63-3 in the Orange Bowl. 11 Ole Miss, 38-25 winners over number 10 Penn State. Maryland 31, Auburn 13. Wyoming 16, Toledo 15 to close out the bowl games on this Saturday. The Rest of the bowl games will be taking place Monday and then into next week. Some small college ball. Marion, 79-54 winners over Rio Grande. They are now the 39 straight non-conference wins, the most across all divisions. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. David Deaton, as promised from W. KLO. He has the call of Heritage Hills win over uh, Corden Central in the Perry Spencer Tournament Championship game. David Deaton, thanks so much for the call. This was a tough night for Corden Central. Uh, Heritage Hills 65 31 winners in this one. Trent Sicily and his teammates were pretty impressive tonight. Yeah, they absolutely were. Coach, we saw Heritage Hills back in November right on the heels of their uh, trip to the state championship in high school football, so they didn't even have their Mm -hmm. whole team back in November. But then we actually see their entire team tonight, and I'll tell you, that is an impressive squad. They are really good, and obviously Trent Sisley gets the headlines, and deservedly so. He is a fantastic player. Uh, Guard skills at 6'8", rebounds really well, very good passer. And also a very good defender, too. But, my goodness, does he have a team around him. He has got guys on that team that are just fantastic players. They all understand their roles. They bought in to the vision of Nate Hawkins and the coaching staff. And they defend really well. As much as they get lauded for their ability to score on the offensive end, they're a very good defensive team. And so they did a very good job. They were extremely balanced tonight and had multiple guys get involved on both ends of the floor. So it was a tough matchup for a young court and central team, and the Panthers got out to an early lead at 6-2 to two after giving up the first basket, but then Heritage Hills just went on a huge run the rest of the half. After that, they actually outscored the Panthers 34-3 to three to go into halftime up 36-9, to nine. but the Panthers did fight back in the second half and tried to make a little bit more of a game of it. The running clock came there in the fourth quarter, but... Corridan did a lot of good things. A lot of young guys got a chance to get in there and play some quality minutes. So there were some positives to, to take out of the weekend for the Panthers. They went 2-1 and one in this tournament and always mm-hmm. a very tough mm-hmm. and competitive tournament. So the fact that they were able to do that was a welcome sign for this team that's been trying to get their identity put together. And so, yeah, they, they lose to a high-quality team, but there's a lot that can be taken from this and a lot they can learn as they go forward through the rest of the season. That's well put. I think, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, Trent Sicily is uh, uh, one of those kinds of players you don't see very often. 
Um, but in, in with Tom Izzo in the audience, he kind of downplayed mm-hmm. it, kind of involved his teammates uh, in that first half and then kind of turned it on in that third quarter. But you got a chance to see what he can do. And, and I like the point you made about uh, how connected they are as a group and how well they play to w- with one another. And when your best player plays that way, it goes a long way to develop that camaraderie that they have. No question about it. And what's amazing about this team is, Coach, there are no seniors on the Heritage Hills roster. So this is a team Yikes. that's really good Yikes. right now and a top-five team in right. the So they've got another year to do this again, even if they don't make the run this year. This is a team that's got the ability to get all the way to the state finals if everything is clicking at the right time. And talking to Nate Hawkins before the game, their head coach, he said that he's been really pleased with the way this team has clicked with the way they've come together. And it's it's impressive to watch because they, they've made very few mistakes. They played a very clean mm-hmm. game tonight. They took high-quality shots. Again, they defended mm-hmm. really well. They crashed the glass so hard, too. So they're just a really good team. But it's a good team for Corridan Central to face because it exposes some weaknesses they can work on going forward. And not going to play very many teams that are better than the Heritage Hills Patriots at this point. All right. I hope you have big plans for uh... – Tomorrow night for New Year's, I'm, I imagine you're quite the party animal uh, in your off uh, in your off time. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but uh, looking forward to enjoying the the New Year's Eve holiday and getting to spend time with family. It'll be good to get some rest and get recharged and ready for the January stretch here as we get to the girls and boys basketball season. Should be a lot of fun and looking forward to seeing what's coming. David Deaton. It's not a show without you. Thanks so much for the call. Have a great New Year. Thanks. You too, Coach. Happy New Year. Thank you. Coming up, final break, final thoughts on a very busy night on Indiana. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, New Year's coming up. I encourage everyone to be safe, uh, have fun, be safe, and Thank you all for spending, listen, for 30, you know, almost 30 years and starting our 30th year. You have plenty of choices on Friday and Saturday nights. We, we understand. I understand it better than anybody. And for you to take the time to tune our show in, however often you do, uh, it means an awful lot to us. It's allowed us to do something that no one thought we could do, and that was uh, do a show of this nature. They never, you know, we didn't. We weren't expected to be on the air for maybe more than a couple of years. It was uh, was not easy to get on, um, but we managed to stay on for 30 years because of you. Uh, you take the time. You make the choice. Again, you have plenty of choices, and for you to make the choice to listen to our show uh, means more to me and more to us as a network than you could ever begin to understand. So keep doing it. We think we're, you know, we keep trying to do it and keep trying to stay true to the mission, stay true to who we are and what we are. And, and it's, it's worked to this point. So we appreciate you doing that. Now coming up, we got a lot of basketball to talk about. We're just getting into it. Girls are going to be, their pairing shows on the 21st of January. So that's right around the corner. I do want to congratulate tonight, you know, uh, Avon wins the Belfry Kentucky tournament with a win over Paintsville, 64-38. We talked with uh, Crispus Addicts' uh, Chris Hawkins. Addicts wins the Hall of Fame Classic in Newcastle. 
Uh, Ileana Christian wins the Lakeland Christian Tournament. Uh, also in tournament action tonight in Lawrenceburg. That is a battle. Uh, the Lawrenceburg Tournament goes to Newport, uh, Kentucky. They beat Blackhawk Christian 79-54. The Owensboro Classic goes to Owensboro Catholic. They beat Rock Creek Academy. The, uh, you heard our discussion. Heritage Hills wins the Perry Spencer Tournament, beating court in Central 65-31. The South Central Union Mills Tournament goes to Boone Grove. They beat um, South Central Union Mills 48-47. Switzerland County Tournament goes to Indian Creek. They beat Crystal House 65-62. And the Wabash County Tournament, just getting ready. I mean, more county tournaments coming up soon. Wabash wins this one tonight, 50 to 40. So it's a busy, busy time. Uh, get out and watch the Colts game tomorrow. Watch a little basketball when you get a chance. I want to congratulate our Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton. Another phenomenal night. Uh, just playing at the highest level possible, quite frankly. And if you haven't had a chance to get out and watch the Pacers, uh, I think you ought to rethink that. You need to go out and watch them uh, if you can as soon as possible. We'll, back, we'll be back into a full slate of high school basketball uh, Friday and Saturday this coming week. And um, it's always great in the holidays get a little bit of a break. Team's able to do a lot of different things. I want to thank, as always, Elijah Robertson and Nathaniel Finch. Great job, gentlemen. My thanks to our great stations that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And as always, my thanks to you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.